This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Justin Sterner on the hill. First pitch to uh, Matt Kelly up a little bit high. Ball one. Cougars lead 8-0 over Portland as we play the fourth inning. Pitch is over for a strike. One ball and one strike to Kelly. He grounded out to Clough the shortstop his first time up. Here's Sterner's pitch. Checked his swing. Said he did not go. And the count uh, goes to two and one. Well, the Cougars putting a lot of pressure on Portland early in the ballgame. Yeah. And, boy, you can get this kind of lead uh, and just uh, have Sterner just keep throwing strikes like he is. Yep. It's, uh, it's g- a good day for the Cougars. And, and so far, Sterner has shown he doesn't need to throw anything but a fastball. He's literally only throwing a slider maybe three times. But it's nice to see him just be able to throw this fastball. Again, we talked about it earlier, working inside, outside part of the zone. 2-2, ball hit hard. Clough there, knocks it down, comes up. Fires to first and gets away from Sue. That'll be an error on Clough uh, as uh, the mistake he made, just not fielding the ball clean. The ball was hit hard, but right at him. So that'll be an E6. First error. Yeah, you know, Clough did a great job trying to keep the ball in front of him. It was hit really hard, kind of in between hop on him where he was. Knocked it down, picked it up, and then kind of rushed the throw. And it was an in-between hop for Sue, which made it tough for him to be able to field it. So an error for Clough, but uh, did, it, did the best he could with really what he was given there. That'll bring to the plate uh, Daniel Lopez with nobody out. Runner at first base. First pitch down low, ball one. Here's the one ball pitch. Ball fouled straight back up off the screen. Cougars uh, 16 and 5, as we've mentioned, coming in. Two of those losses were last week to Gonzaga. They lost to Cal earlier. They'll play Cal another time down in uh, Berkeley. On a, when they're down, I think on the Pacific Road trip, they're going to swing down and play Cal on a Monday evening this year. Played them down there last year also. That's an interesting ballpark. Yeah, it's right next to the football stadium. Isn't the right field it's, wall the football stadium? Well, wall? yeah, and it's just right. I mean, everything is just on top of everything yeah. in that stadium. Yep. Hit a home run, you're going to hit a or hit a foul ball, you hit a, a building. Yeah. Runner going. Throw down, and, oh, boy, they almost would have had him. As uh, Brian called, forgot to catch the ball. He tried to put the tag on a little bit quick. I think he would have had him. Yeah, that was a great throw by Noah Hill. Ball was out of the zone, and he put it right on the money. Yep, and they absolutely would have had him. But or it would have been close. Maybe he would have beat the, the tag. But good job by Noah Hill. Putting the ball on the money there. 2-2 pitch. Popped up. Left field. McIntyre coming in a few steps. 
He's under it and will make the catch. Interesting, down 8-1, you're stealing a base. That's uh, kind yeah. of against the I mean, it's unwritten pretty, rule of baseball. But, it's uh, pretty you know, early in the game still. Maybe trying to get him a little momentum going. Yeah, I mean, if you can take the bag, it's only the top of the fourth inning. If it was like the eighth inning, I'd probably understand it. But before six innings, really, you're still trying to play the game. There's uh, still a lot of game left to play. So if you can get, get out of a uh, double play scenario and put a guy in a scoring position, then, you know, you're going to do it. Trace tomorrow will step in. He is the freshman, first baseman, and he flew out to Jelilich his first time up. And the first pitch is a curveball that drops in for a strike. Home plate umpire Jimmy Craig has a very generous strike strike zone both sides of the plate. The ball's in a strike. Sterner rocks and fires. That ball hit very well. Brock Hill going over. He's going to get there, make the catch for the out. Runner will advance to third base on the fly ball out. Tomorrow hit it hard. Just didn't lift it enough. Two men down. Runner at third. And uh, Hunter Montgomery, the DH, will come up. Montgomery is uh, one for nine in this series with an RBI. He caught the first two games, and now he's uh, DHing here in uh, game three in the first pitch over for a strike. Sterner still only throwing mid-50s, 54 pitches. As we're playing here in the fourth inning, he has been really, really good. Good control tonight by Justin. And you can see if, with the kind of stuff he has, if he's got that control, he can be do a great job for you. Yeah, and Sterner is really only a sophomore, so he still has plenty of time to work on those other pitches. There's a slider. Well, that was a good pitch. That was, that that was slider the slider tonight. Yeah. Yep. Other ones he's had have been... A little bit bigger, a little bit more of a loop. Haven't moved quite as much. That one was tight. Threw it for a strike right under the hands of the right-handed hitting uh, Montgomery. One ball, two strikes. Fastball at 90 miles an hour, just a little bit up. And Sterner's velocity has gone down since the opening part of the game where he was about 92-94, and now he's about 90-91. to which generally happens with uh, starting pitchers as they get going and start throwing more pitches. So it's a little bit more important that Sterner uh, hits his spots, doesn't leave the ball elevated with the loss of velocity. Pitches outside for ball three. On deck is uh, Travis Turney, who came in the game and took over for Blake uh, Porter in the last half inning. And here is the 3-2 pitch. Paul hammered foul over off the netting in front of the Cougar dugout. Good crowd in the ballpark today as uh, yeah. fans uh, get a little good weather and and, uh, and it's Disney nice day. to see it. And Disney Day. That had to be a draw. 
Spoken from an from an old uh, yeah. What'd you call yourself? A cast member. Cast member. Yes. I was going to call you cast mate. <laughs> Her classmate, but uh, it's cast member. Maybe cast mates on Pirates of the Caribbean, but that's the only place you're a mate. 3-2 pitch, swinging, strike three on a curveball. No runs, no hits, one air, one man left. We're through four, three and a half. Eight nothing Cougars over the Pilots on your new skin, BYU Sports Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Brock Hale leads it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Cougars leading 8 nothing. And the first pitch to Brock Hale is over for a strike. Hale doubled his last time up off the wall in the third inning. Inning the Cougars scored six runs. And the pitch is down low for a ball. We talk about Cameron. He used to work at, you were at Disneyland for how many years? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So. so when I retired from baseball in 07, I was trying to get an internship there and then got interviewed for their management training program. So as soon as I got offered that position, I retired from baseball and started my Disney journey. 1-1 pitch is uh, over for a strike. And, of course, you played here in the late 90s. Yeah, 2002 was my last year. Yeah. Cameron drafted and went and played, what, six years? Yeah, six years. Professional baseball. Ball and two strikes now working for the Jazz. In, um, I'm not going to say corporate, is it corporate ticket sales? Yeah, premium seating. Premium seating. Yeah. That yeah. sounds better. Yeah. We got to get we got to get all these titles right. You're yeah. the soulmate, oh. or you're the classmate, <laughs> or you're the something at Disney, and right. now you're premium sales at the Jazz. That's right. Two balls, two strikes. And the pitch, and Hale fouls it off. 85 on the fastball there by Wilkinson. Cougars scored two in the first, six in the third. It's funny seeing some of these old guys walking around with uh, Mickey Mouse ears on, but yeah, that's Disney Day for you. Maybe it gets them a free T-shirt or something. They were going to have a big rock promotion here uh, last night, but ooh, there's a b- right hit right through the legs of the pitcher Wilkinson by Brock Hale, his second hit of the uh, afternoon. Yeah, literally went right through his legs. That'll throw a scare into you, now, Brent. If we if we look at all the hits by BYU, I don't know other than the one that Sue got jammed and hit down the line. I don't know if there's been another one down the line. Every single one of them have been up the middle through the holes here between short or second. And uh, it's really nice to see in BYU's approach just hitting the ball hard where there's a lot of space back up the middle of the field. And in the gaps, they've been doing the same thing. So that's why BYU's up 8 nothing, nine hits through four innings. Hill at first base. And the pitch gets away from the catcher, and Hale will move up to second base on the pass ball. 
you could see the catcher kind of look up, look at Hale as he was trying to catch that ball. It was just a little bit wide, and it just it glanced off the end of his glove. And yep. Brock uh, moved up the 90 feet. Next game will be Tuesday night here against the University of Oregon as they come in for a non-conference action, and then St. Mary's next weekend. So four more really good games next week here at Larry Miller Field. That ball's hammered to right. That's another base hit. Brock Hill from second base. He will score easily, and the Cougars lead 9 to nothing. And You know, you were talking about the Cougar hitting. I mean, you know, Sue didn't hit that ball, his ball hard that last right. double, but I'll tell you, every other ball that's been hit has been hit right on the button. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and Clough is just dialed in right now. I mean, that's a fastball just right down the middle, and he's jumping all over it. He's looking for balls to drive, and it's really fun to watch him hit and see, see his success. But, again, if the Cougars keep up this approach, no matter who they're playing, they're going to have success. It's when you get outside of that approach, you try to do a little bit too much, take your pitches down and away, and you're trying to pull it, that's when you roll it over to shortstop. Austin Deming steps in. He doubled in the right center field alley his first time up, and he takes the first pitch over for a call, strike one. Yeah, if Deming can keep that same approach he had last time where he hit that ball in the deep right center field, Wilk with Wilkinson being a lefty that's throwing about 82 and keeping the ball away, and he'll have some success on this at bat. No balls and a strike. And here is Wilkinson, the lefty. And the pitch is over for call strike two. Part of the problem uh, Portland is is facing right now in game one, Kevin Baker, their starter, only went a third of an inning. So they had to bring in uh, Morgan White. He threw 77 pitches. Brett Gillis, two of their better relievers, he threw 40 pitches. And Connor White threw 39. So, you, you know, those guys and that kind of pitch count, that might have shut them down for the rest of the weekend. Yep. You know, not knowing... Some guys can come back quicker. There's a base hit into left field by the Austin Deming. What a week this kid's had. Went from uh, kind of sitting on the bench and maybe getting a little spot relief action to being this starting Cougar third baseman. Yeah. Yeah, and again, when the coaching staff is out recruiting, now they can tell kids, hey, you know, if you, if you like to pitch and you like to play center field, you can do both, and they can say literally have examples of guys that are doing that right now. And it's not an empty promise. They can show that. And so that's really nice from a recruiting standpoint. But it also keeps these kids engaged and has some, make them something to look forward to. You know, instead of just throwing once every few days, they can go out and play a position. And if they're good hitters, that just helps the offense, helps the team. So um, it's smart of Mike Littlewood to, to not restrict them to just one specific position and to utilize all their talents and, and – uh, that helps them as they want to go to the next level. You know, they'll get drafted, and they'll get determined whether or not they're a hitter or a pitcher, but now it opens up the opportunities for them to be drafted as either one versus just one or the other. No balls a strike to McIntyre. Cougars with three consecutive hits here to start the fourth inning. They've extended their lead to nine to nothing. And that Portland bench pretty quiet over there is BYU really has come out on fire here. And, you know, and I don't care what league, you've got Callum, a, a young man that just started playing the game. And uh, to beat a team three straight times is not e- an easy fe- uh, feat to do. Absolutely. And the Cougars well on their way here today as they've uh, come out just on fire here early in this ballgame. 
Yeah, there's so much that can happen in a three-game series. Again, we've talked about pitching depth. You know, Portland having to go into their bullpen after, what was it, a third of an inning? Yep. Uh, and that kills your whole series. And that's maybe what Portland's feeling right now. They're throwing a freshman left-hander that they probably wouldn't throw as much maybe in this kind of a scenario, but they're having to do it because they've already gone through pitching. Uh, but it is tough to sweep a series, and for BYU to be in this position right now uh, is a credit to them. Here's a ball hit hard. Second baseman loves it. He throws to short for one to return to first, not in time. Again, another ball hit really hard by McIntyre. He's on in the fielder's choice. Deming is retired at second base. One man down, runners at the corners, and D.J. McNew steps in. Yeah, the toughest thing in baseball, Brent, is when you don't get a hit, you just go in there and you're, you know, you're thinking, man, I'm now 0 for 1 and my average going down all this. It's tough to take away that you had a quality at bat from it and use that as confidence. And talking about, you know, our kids, you try to teach the young kids that, hey, you have a good at bat, you hit the ball hard. That's just as successful as an actual hit. and doesn't show up as a hit in the stat book, but um, in the scoreboard, scorebook, but it's important that they come away feeling like, hey, that was a great at bat, hitting the ball hard. One man out for McNew, and he takes the pitch down low for ball one. DJ is 0 for 2. He and Noah Hill and Jelilich are the only three that don't have base hits for BYU as they've banged out 11 hits in the game. See if McNew makes an adjustment here. They've been pounding him in. McNew's good, great start. Hasn't played for about a week and a half. He still has 14 RBIs. And there's a little looper base hit by McNew, and there's another RBI. Cougars lead this one by a score of 10 to nothing as uh, Clough scores. Looked yeah. like McNew kind of fisted that yeah. one out into center. But again, McNew was adjusting to the fact that he's been pitched in both of his first two at bats. And at that at bat, he had to make an adjustment. And it doesn't look like maybe he gets to that pitch real well, at least maybe at this point in, in, the, in the year. But he struggled and got his hands through because he knew that's where they were going to pitch him and did a great job and hit it right back up the middle for a base hit. So great job by McNew making the adjustments in the game that he needed to make. That'll bring Noah Hill to the plate. Cougars have added two more on here in the fourth inning. Noah has grounded out to the shortstop and popped up to the first baseman, 0 for 2 for Hill. His average has dropped a little bit now down to 354 as he steps in. And the first pitch outside, ball one. Jelilich is on deck. There's one man out. Here in the inning, uh, McNua, huge lead at first base. And uh, McIntyre, good lead at second. Both those guys can really run. And the pitch to Noah Hill is grounded foul down the third base side. You know, the Cougars, uh, after suffering really a disappointing last year, uh, you know, Coach Littlewood would be the first one to say that, uh, they came back with uh, more intensity. They came back with uh, uh, the will to uh, to turn this thing around. And, boy, so far this year uh, they've been uh, very successful. Yeah, and it's great to see Mike kind of reset things. Ball popped up. That ball's going to be out of play. 
you know, and, and uh, you know, continue to, to find players that are here for the right reasons, that are here to play baseball, that want to continue their baseball career. And Mike has a high uh, bar that he has set here that he expects players to rise up to. And he's going to help them do that, but they have to want to do it. And so uh, it's great to see this team rebound from last year, kind of put that past them and not let that seep into what they're doing this year, start fresh and come out hot and do what they're doing right now. Now uh, Wilkinson taking a little time on the hill as he steps off. I'll tell you, Wilkinson really works slowly. I mean, <laughs> things have slowed down since he's been, he's been on the mound. And uh, he even does with that, that leg tap thing. I mean, everything he does is really his world, his time. One-two pitch, that ball's grounded foul. It's it's hard to describe, but like you said, it's a kind of a little twitch. Yeah. He does it three times. I'd call it the Texas two-step, but it, he does it three times every time, and it's just something that he's comfortable with. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, every pitcher has something they do as part of their stretch to kind of it, – it's probably a, a reminder for him to maybe keep a shoulder in or, or stay closed in some way. That's probably how he sets himself to, to, you know, get that set before he delivers the pitch. Ball and two strikes. And the pitch, and Noah Hill swings and misses at a pitch off the plate. Two men down, and Jelovich will come up. Danny has struck out and been hit by a pitch. I'd like to see Danny just jump on the first pitch here. I mean, even if he swings and misses, just changing his approach to being aggressive. And that's when you're going through a slump or just through a tougher time where the hits aren't falling, sometimes you start looking at pitches you should be swinging at and you, you stop being aggressive and you start try to try to get too perfect of a pitch versus just seeing a pitch down the middle and swinging. Pitch is up high for ball one. Uh, Danny's parents, uh, Greg and Karen, he was born in Pasadena. Jeff, his older brother, played at UCLA in, from 2010 to 2012. He's currently still playing in the Reds organization. And Brother Matt, as we've mentioned, played baseball for Pepperdine. And the interesting thing about Matt is that uh, Matt would not play on Sunday. So he would come. He would play a three-game series, a West Coast Conference series, that are normally played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and he would not play that Sunday game. Mm. And he was, he was, if not the top player, one of the top three players. I mean, he was yeah. their starting center fielder. Yeah. Excellent player. Great family, the Jelovich family. And uh, when uh, Danny was uh, out of high school, he decided to come play for the Cougars. And we won't make him play on Sunday here. No. Didn't have to worry about that here. The pitch is over for a strike. Two and one. He prepped at Bonita High School, served his mission in McAllen, Texas, and majoring in mechanical engineering is Danny Jelilich. Pretty athletic family. As Wilkinson with a 2-1 pitch. Ah, On plate. the outside corner, or maybe just a little off. Maybe more than a little off. Yeah. It's off the plate a couple inches. For someone like Jellish, who's not having the success that he wants, having that pitch be off the plate yeah. is tough. Goes from a 3-1 count to 2-2. Two, two. 
now Wilkinson can come back with a changeup that he can bury in the ground. Or well, the tough part about it, you, you think you know the strike zone, and then you get an umpire that, you know, and uh, yeah. you got to readjust, and uh, that, that's not that easy to do. Yeah. In the past, I mean, when I used to play, I would have to, I'd get on the plate more and try to take that away and almost readjust my strike zone. And if the guy's going to come in and bury me in, and he's going to call that strike as well, then you know, I guess I got to deal with it. But um, as a hitter, you hate to make those kind of adjustments because you, as you said, Brent, you know where the strike zone is. But sometimes you have to do that. Three to the count. Here's Wilkinson's pitch. Runners going, and the ball's fouled up and out of play. Next broadcast Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, University of Oregon here in Provo. And then the Cougars uh, take on St. Mary's. That'll be a hotly contested uh, contest here in Provo, three-game set. And here's the 3-2 again. That ball hit short stops, got it. Backhands, there goes Jelic down the line and Got him by about a half a step. Two runs on four hits, no errors, and two runners left. We are through four complete. 10 nothing BYU over Portland on your new skin, BYU Sports Radio Network. New in 2018, LubeDoc is offering complimentary vehicle inspections with the purchase of an emissions test. Walks attorney on four pitches. And again, uh, Sterner's had a lot of delay in the last two half innings in the dugout looked like uh, he was uh, really struggling out there trying to throw a strike to tourney and Cody Hawken the left fielder for Portland comes up yeah and Sterner really only has 65 pitches uh, that he's thrown today so his pitch count's not too high Hawken takes the pitch outside ball one haven't had a home run in the series uh, this this ballpark has really changed dramatically since they've Revamped it, pushed the uh, seat, uh, the uh, fences back. I mean, uh, in the gap, a 380 and a 388. That's uh, that's a pretty good bomb. Pitches over for a strike, where it used to be about three. Was that 385 uh, to center with the old fence? Yeah, and it was. I think it was about 355, 360 in the alleys, 330 down the lines. Now you're 347 down the left field line, 343 down the right field line. And the field is now perfectly level where before it was going uphill by like well, three or four feet. That so much of my That's why you didn't I hit didn't, a lot I mean, more home runs? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wish I would have known that. I would have made an adjustment of some kind. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's great that they were able to make those adjustments here. And, I mean, that does make a difference. One-two pitch. Ooh, Ooh boy, a curveball. I think Hawken thought he was struck out, and everybody in the ballpark did, but. Everybody but the umpire. Yeah. Looks like the umpire and Noah Hill are having a little discussion. Maybe the umpire is saying, I missed that one. Oh. Yeah. It's right down the middle. <laughs> but, hey, everyone uh, makes an error, including the umpire sometimes. So, Two Got balls, it. two strikes. There's a fly ball. McIntyre back a couple of steps in left. He'll make the catch for out number one. They'll bring up Henry Cheney, the right fielder. Yeah, with that slider there from uh, Sterner, it's, uh, you know, I think that's what Sterner is really working on. We've seen a couple times where he's really thrown it and had some bite to it, and it's been a sharp breaking ball. 
the last couple have spun a lot more and have hung up there in the zone. So, uh, again, Sterner's a sophomore. He has some time to work on that. He's got the dynamic fastball. So if he can really establish a second pitch that has some bite, start putting it where he wants to put it, then uh, it'll be, be that much more difficult for guys to hit him. Sterner from the stretch. Curveball just missed inside for ball one to Cheney. Cheney flew out to center field his only time up. So the Cougars have really limited this Portland team. They haven't uh, just coming down again with their second at bats. Ball's fouled off. Celebrating Disney Day at the ballpark. So lots of fan wearing the Disney ears and the princesses were here. And the 1-1 pitch, that ball gets away from Hill and the runner advances to second base. So two balls and a strike. Cougars wearing the royal jerseys today. That's uh, kind of the tradition on Saturday. Royal blue tops with the white pants. Yeah, the way you do this in the conference is uh, you play one team, every team three games, either home or away. Remember back in the old uh, Mountain West days, you played each team six times, uh, home yeah. and away. There's, there's more teams in this conference, though, right? Is yeah. there 10 versus, was there I think six? Uh, we six. Well, Wyoming dropped. I think it dropped yeah. to six. Three balls and a strike to Cheney. Pitch is over for call, strike two. And if you're Cheney right there, 3-1 fastball kind of down the middle. I don't know if he was really hoping to walk, but if I'm Sterner, I'm coming right back with that same pitch. Again, 3-2. Here's the pitch. Just a little bit low for ball four. So a pair of walks in an inning by uh, Sterner. Pilots with runners at first and second base. And now we are going to get a pinch runner for Cheney. And Mike Bradshaw, the pitching coach, makes his way to the mound. And I'm talking to Coach Littlewood before the game, I'll tell you, he says that Bradshaw has – he. These pitchers report to him with what they've eaten during the day. Wow. How many pitches they throw, what elevation if they're off a mound, how far away they're to play catch, how many balls are to throw. That's great. I mean, totally regimented. I mean, and I was going to ask you about that, Brent. I mean, having our new pitching coach here uh, and and the success that they're having, I mean, I wanted to know to that point what kind of stuff he's doing maybe a little bit differently that these pitchers are, uh, you know, locking into and subscribing to. One man out, runners at first and second base. And Dalton Eske, who has the only hit of the ball game, a double for Portland, will come up. Dalton didn't play in the first uh, two games, but he is behind the plate here today in game three. And there is a fastball that's down low for a ball. Cougars have got a little bit of activity up in the pen. He would love to get uh, 
Sterner at least through five, so yeah. he could uh, qualify for the win. And here's the one-ball pitch. That's over for a strike. And I'd have to think Mike will give him a little bit of a leash here to that point so he can qualify for the win. And his pitch count's not that high. He's at 76 still, which is still in the range of uh, you know, a comfortable position to be in. Ball popped up, foul, and out of play. Ball and two strikes to Dalton Eske. Six foot, 200 pounder out of Lake Oswego, Oregon. Beautiful spot of the world. There's a fastball that comes in and hits him. Got away from Sterner, so he's walked two batters, hit a batter here. Base is loaded. And the top of the order, Chad Stevens stepping in. Looks like uh, Blake Inouye beginning to throw, the right-hander. As Stevens will come up, he's 0 for 2 today with a strikeout. And Sterner's first pitch, little looper. Brock Hill and Wright's going to get there, make the catch. Runner from third base will try to score. They let the... Ball come through, but he scores easily, and the score now 10-1 to 1 as Turney scores from third base on the sacrifice fly. That's good, by, good job by Sterner after the hit by pitch, has come back, throw a strike. Uh, good piece of hitting by Chad Stevens, get the sacrifice fly, but it's getting it out there for Sterner, and one, one out closer to uh, getting out of this inning and qualifying for the win. Matt Kelly, 0 for 2 today, and he pops it up. Playable, again, Brock Hale in right. Comes in a couple of steps, makes the play for the out, and Portland retired here in the inning. One run, no hits, no errors, two runners left. We are through four, four and a half, 10-1 BYU over Portland on your new skin BYU Sports Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brian Sue will lead it off for the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the fifth. Sue wearing number 13 on that Cougar jersey. Brian is uh, two for three today, a single and a double. And the first pitch from Wilkinson drops in over the outside corner for a call strike. Wilkinson now up to over 50 pitches thrown in this uh, outing. And here's the pitch to Brian Sue. Ball hit pretty well. Turning in center, however, right there makes the catch for the out. That's really, I mean, Brian's had a good approach all day. 
first at bat, hit a ball, single up the middle, line drive. Uh, had a double down the line, his last at bat. And this one, another hard line drive up the middle. It's all you can ask for. And uh, he should be really happy with that at bat. That'll bring uh, Brian Call to the plate. Brian is a one for two today. He's walked and scored, single and scored, and struck out his last time. And the first pitch is fouled off. 0-1 the count. Got a couple of changes in the uh, outfield for Portland. Cheney is out. As Call takes that one up a little bit high for a ball. And the new right fielder is uh, well they've moved the catcher, Elski. No, it's uh, Nick Marone has taken over in right field. And there's a shot into the left center field alley by Call around first base up against the wall. And Call is going to end up with a double. Now he's going to go for third as Portland was having a hard time picking that ball up. It'll be a hit and an error. I couldn't tell which outfielder it was that struggled picking the ball up. But Call had basically stopped at second base and then just motored on when he saw that they were uh, struggling out there. Yeah, he just had, the, it was the left fielder for Portland, Cody Hawken. He just had trouble grabbing the ball. And he tried, he, he thought he had it, started his throwing motion, didn't have it, and then had to go back and get it. So, uh, you know, again, great piece of hitting by Colm. We talked about, he just looks like he is a hitter up there. He has a great approach, really like his swing. And again, lefty on lefty, taking that ball to left center field. It's exactly what you want to do, and he ended up on third base. And I think uh, Hawken has been replaced. That's Gabe Scoro, a sophomore out of Portland, so he's the new left fielder. And the first pitch to uh, Brock Hale is uh, down low for ball one. Brock's had a good game. He's two for three. He scored two runs. Double and a single, and Brock fouls that one up and off of his leg. And the count uh, goes to a ball and a strike. So the Cougars threatening again here in the fifth. They scored two in the uh, first, six in the third, two more in the fourth. And they have a runner at uh, third base with uh, just one man out for Hale. And here's the pitch to Brock. Ball hit hard. Foul down the third base side. Now, Brent, seeing guys like Brian Call and Jackson Clough and Mitch McIntyre and Gelich, I mean, these guys are freshmen and sophomore. I mean, Call's a freshman, and he has that kind of approach hitting the ball. I mean, it's it's really exciting to see that this is going to be the future of BYU baseball right here. Here's the 1-2. Checked his swing on a pitch down low. 
And the great thing is we're not having to wait for them to develop. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to continue to develop, but they're at a point now where we're up 10-1, to 1, uh, you know, in a position to sweep Portland here, who's one of the top teams in the conference, and we're doing it with guys who are this young. And so it's just nice for the future to be able to, to count on this just getting better. Two balls, two strikes to Brock Hale. And he swings, misses. Uh, the catcher drops the ball and throws down to first base to complete the strikeout. I agree with you. And, and, and call. I mean, redshirted as a freshman, didn't play, was practicing on a mission for two years. Comes back, struggles in the fall, but then yeah, more and more comfortable. You can tell. Yeah. Every day he gets more and more comfortable at the plate. He's got a great swing, and uh, it's cool to see that. As a two-hitter, a left-handed hitter in the two-spot with that kind of approach, he can put a bunt down. He tried to show that earlier. Hits a ball to left center field off a lefty. I mean, he can do a lot of things. That's what you want out of your two-hitter. Jackson Clough steps in. First pitch over for a strike. But it's just great to know that he's, you know, Coach Littlewood's going to have that for at least another couple of years. I mean, maybe if he does really well, there's a chance he can get drafted a little bit earlier because he's older. But... Um, but still, it's, it's great to have these kind of guys in that position. No balls and a strike. Wilkinson's pitch is outside for a ball. Don't forget Oregon here on Tuesday night. As the Ducks come in, currently they are not ranked. UCLA right now ranked number one in the nation. And that ball's hammered into right field. Another base hit, another RBI for Jackson Clough, his third of the ball game and his third hit of the game. Well, and every single hit has been hit hard. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if you know what Clough's doing before each game, like what his pregame routine is, what he's eating, but I need to find out what that is so I can get in that flow because he's just feeling it right now and uh, it's fun to watch him hit. But again, his approach, the ball's hit second to short. That's where his approach has been all game, hitting the ball hard, and it's fun to see the success he's having. Clough now with a team leading 25 RBIs. Two men out, and Deming steps in, and Deming takes a pitch on the outside corner for a strike. And national rankings right now, UCLA number one, uh, Mississippi State two, and Stanford is number three. And, of course, that changes weekly as teams win and lose. No teams right now from the West Coast Conference in the uh, national rankings as uh, Deming fouls that one off, count 0-2. But I'll guarantee you, Cougars uh, go to 17 and five after today. There's, they're, they're going to start getting some votes. You see, Santa Barbara is uh, 28th. Of course, a lot of the same schools, the Florida schools, and that you see year in and year out, are ranked, uh, as well as uh, Oregon State, who is. Uh, Won a couple of national titles. They're back in uh, ranked fourth and seventh in the two polls this year, uh, this week.
a ball and two strikes. And Wilkinson, long look at first. He's a very slow worker, and that ball's fouled off. Here, here's the thing, Brent, though, is that from, from a Cougar standpoint, from the team standpoint, and this is something that we talk to our kids about, is that it's not about the result. The result comes as part of the process. And so, and I know Mike's talked a lot about focusing on the process. And all they need to do is focusing on their approach, on their pitching, and what they can control, which is going out and winning ball games, and all that other stuff's going to take care of itself. And so, honestly, not looking at that kind of stuff I think is important. Uh, we talked a lot about when I was playing, there were was, there was stat guys, don't be a stat rat. They would say, don't have your head in the stats because the stats are the result of what you're doing versus going out and focusing on what you can control, which is the process and going out and having a good approach and taking care of the stuff on the field. And that, you know, uh, impacts everything else. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Deming goes down. And the Cougars are retired in the inning. They got that one run on two hits. No error. There was one error and one man left. We're through five complete now. 11-1 BYU leading Portland on your new skin BYU Sports Radio Network. Justin Sterner, one run on one hit, five innings. Pretty good outing by the yeah. young man. And especially how he battled that last inning. I know he probably wasn't feeling his best, and he'd been sitting really a long time over the last two innings because of the offensive uh, innings the Cougars were having. So a testament to, to Sterner for battling through it, not feeling great, not having probably being as locked in as he'd like, but he battled and found a way to get out of the inning and uh, get himself a chance to win a ball game. Oh, two pitch, strike three called. As Lopez goes down. That wasn't Lopez. I think we've had, uh, no, that was Lopez. Goes down on strikes. Portland uh, making some changes here in their lineup. And this is tomorrow as he steps in in the first pitch over for a call strike. Blake Inouye is a reliever that has been very solid for the Cougars for the last couple of years. And he's brought on here in the sixth inning. Nice change right there, drops yeah. in for a strike. Trace tomorrow is uh, 0 for 2 today. Has four home runs, 16 RBIs. Tomorrow kind of reminds me of a guy who used to play for the Indians, Travis Hafner. Yes, same it's kind a very of similar uh, swing and, and yeah, set up at the plate. Yeah, 0-2, strike three called. Inouye comes out, strikes the first two guys he faces out, and that will bring up uh, Hunter Montgomery. Remember, this is a team that hit four, 25 home runs coming into this series, and Cougars so far anyway have just literally just shut this team down with their pitching staff. Curveball drops in for a strike. Yeah, and that's, you know, if you're Portland, it's it's frustrating because you've, you've been hitting well all season. Um, you know, you have 100 and or excuse me, 24 home runs, 125 RBIs coming into this game as a team. And to have no home runs up to this point in the series, 
all fouled off and out of play. Uh, it's got to be a little frustrating for Portland. And as you had mentioned, and we had talked about pregame, is that, you know, Portland doesn't, I mean, it's it's heavy air. It's not like it's a, a small field no, or it's, something like that. I you, mean, got, you earn it there. Yeah, th- these guys have earned it all season. And, again, for the Cougar pitching staff to be able to, to keep them in check has been a credit to them. Pitch is high and tight. They've had 51 doubles, which puts them uh, third in the nation Yeah, in doubles. It's, it's double what BYU and a, has. And a almost. team ERA of 2.98. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you yep. look at that and you're wondering, how are they losing games? And they hadn't lost too many until San Francisco last week got them two out of three, and then they've come into Provo this week. They will uh, play as, as uh, Inouye strikes out the side here in the sixth. 11-1 Cougars lead on your new skin BYU Sports Radio Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. To pitcher Jacob Biesterfeld. He is a right-hander. Warring number 28 for Portland. Easterfeld, a 6'1", 185-pound freshman out of Gresham, Oregon. And he's brought on here in the bottom of the sixth inning with his uh, Portland Pilots uh, behind 11-1. And we've got Disney music playing throughout the entire wow. ball just, game here. Just a flashback for me. Just Bring back good, like good back memories or bad memories? Uh, well, the answer is yes to that. So, <laughs> um, you know. But, uh, you know, I can I, understand. I followed behind the, the Pixar play parade for about six years, walking behind it every day. So, uh, you know, I even had the dance down, and if they needed me to jump in at any point, I could. Well, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> McIntyre. <All the laughs> McIntyre takes a pitch outside, ball one. I think all the paying guests are glad I didn't as well. So, One ball, no strikes. To McIntyre, he's a two for three today. That ball's hammered foul down the right field line. McIntyre single to run in the, in the first inning, single another run in in the third and scored. On in the fielder's choice in the fourth as he steps in for his fourth at bat. And here's the 1-1 pitch. Pitch is a strike, 1-2. and two. DJ McNew is on deck, and he'll be followed by Noah Hill. Cougars haven't made any changes in their lineup. They did make a change on the hill. Sterner went uh, five innings of one-hit baseball, and in a way, all he did came in in the sixth, struck out the side. Two balls, two strikes, the count to Cougar left fielder, and that's outside. Three and two. Yeah, this is important, Brent, for, for the BYU hitters at this point, up 11 to 1, bottom of the sixth, to go up there and continue to have quality at bats, good at bats. And McIntyre's doing that right now. Hit a ball hard foul. Uh, was down one and two. Now got the count to three and two. Let's see if he can capitalize on it. 
3-2 pitch. Ball fouled off. The uh, Pilots this week will play at Oregon or Oregon State at Tonkin Field. It must be a field somewhere in Portland because it's showing as a home game on Tuesday. Then they play Seattle on Wednesday in a non-conference game. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Loyola Marymount comes into Portland for their first uh, home series in the conference. Swing and a miss. McIntyre goes down. Four out number one. And then they'll move on to uh, St. Mary's the next weekend in a road contest. DJ McNew comes up. As Biesterfeld, Jacob Biesterfeld. Pitcher is a curveball that drops in over the outside corner for a strike. Another curveball, another strike. Easterfeld, uh, one of the freshman pitchers on this team. Fastball down low. Cougars uh, haven't announced who they might throw against uh, Oregon. Uh, Ryan Brady started the UVU game, went one inning. He was held at about a 25-pitch count. And they're going to try to get him up in the 50-60 to range. It would not surprise me at all to see them start Brady on uh, Tuesday evening. Two balls, two strikes. Now the count to McNew. McNew swings and misses, goes down on strikes, so... Two consecutive strikeouts by the Cougars, and uh, Noah Hill will come up. Cougars 11 runs on 14 hits today. Pitches popped up foul down the first base side, and that ball will land out of play. 1,343 in attendance in the ballpark uh, this afternoon. I wonder if we set some kind of record, like a Guinness World Record for singing Let It Go, that many people at one time. Uh, we'd have to check that. Oh. 1,300 people. Could be. Cougars uh, will, as we talked about, uh, St. Mary's next weekend here. And then uh, at Utah on uh, April 2nd, Cougars head to San Diego for the 4th, 5th, and 6th of April. And uh, again, Utah in Provo on the 9th. And then Pepperdine comes in on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. 
which is off the plate. And the Cougars out of conference at Washington. Three-game series, 18th, 19th, and 20th. So that'll be a good trip. Last time we were up there, it's been a number of years ago. And they were still working on their facility. Remember, it was raining the entire three days. Yeah. And they had a tarp over the press box, and it kept, <laughs> there was so much rain, it kept dripping down on all of our equipment and and everything. And uh, But no no halt in the action. I mean, it was just yeah. play on. I mean, yeah. they have a field and like you just this. Cycle the ball out every right. single time the ball's yep. hit and get a new ball. Yep. Yeah, Noah Hill, big swing and a miss. Play or a swing and foul. We, we played there in 2 and I think they had a turf infield and a grass outfield. Uh, and we went recently to the BYU-Washington game this last year. We walked out to their field, and everything's turf. And the stadium looks great. They have uh, a, down the third or first baseline, they have an area for kind of some premium guests or suites or something like that as well, and it's really nice. Uh, so they've done a really good job with that stadium. Two balls, two strikes. Hill takes that one up high. But it used to be similar to our field where they just had some bleachers. Yeah. No, it uh, was I mean it was not even permanent seating. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. literally the last, I think, facility to really be renovated and built up there. I remember yeah. the, the softball facility was was just top notch. Yeah. Got a great story to tell you. Remind me. Pitches up high, ball four. Tim Tim Linscombe, we were up there playing and Linscombe was pitching for Washington and I'd kept Hearing about this kid, you know, that was yeah. just so dynamic, and what they call, they called him the freak, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought, there's no way. So, you know, I, I was a little doubtful, and he comes trotting out on the field in game one to take the mound, and well, that guy, he looks like he's about five seven. There's yeah. no way he can throw. First pitch, ninety seven on the radar gun, just warming up, and I thought, okay, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. And he's and, the, that and the freakish delivery, he yeah. just and. Uh, it's unfortunate he burned out a little bit early, probably because of that uh, that delivery. There's a ball hit by Jelich down to third. They get the force at second, and the Cougars are retired here in the inning. We are through six complete now, 11-1 BYU, leading Portland on your new skin BYU Sports Network.